Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'd like to welcome our guest today, Elizabeth Brayman, Senior Managing Director of RealtyMogul.com of West L.A. She's with us here in our studios in Orange County. Elizabeth, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Charlie, thanks so much for having me. So, Elizabeth, RealtyMogul.com. This is an online source for commercial real estate opportunities that you guys source and vet for private investors with limited capital. So that's a combination that has not existed for very long and does not exist in very many places for the private investor to get involved in commercial real estate opportunities that are typically available only to institutions at high minimum amounts. So tell us about RealtyMogul.com, will you? Absolutely. You got that 100% correct. We are a dual-sided marketplace for active and passive commercial real estate investors. And what that means is active real estate operators can come to us for capital to execute on their business plans and, and to acquire their assets. Passive real estate investors come to us with money that they want to invest in a number of different available opportunities. We are a broker dealer. We're affiliated with a broker dealer. And we have two different types of opportunities. Okay. We have a REIT, and that is an online REIT, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, that is available to all investors with a very low minimum. It's a $1,000 minimum investment. We also have private placements where we offer mostly value-add JV equity investments, and that's only available to accredited investors. Those are folks who make over $200,000 a year, 300000 if uh, married and filed jointly, or have a million-dollar net worth, not including their primary residence. Uh, so recently we launched the REIT. It's available to everyone, and that is a pool of stabilized cash flow and commercial real estate. So I'll dig into that more in a minute. Okay. So tell us, uh, first of all, uh, let's start with the REIT, okay? How do you guys find the properties? And do you buy them, and do you manage them? and then eventually sell them like like most REITs do, or do you typically just hold them? Uh, We're not an operator ourselves. So we work with partners, and we source the deals uh, with our fabulous team of originators. Uh, They have deep relationships with folks in the industry. I was previously uh, president of the Los Angeles chapter of CCIM, which is a certified commercial investment member. Um, That's kind of the... uh, one of the top commercial real estate groups in the country, and we've also hired originators at some of the top origination shops across the country. And this um, is for commercial only? Only for cash-flowing commercial real estate. We don't do any development. We are not doing any hospitality right now, and we do not do any single-family residential. So it's cash-flowing commercial real estate. It's really, we call it the, the four major food groups, which is office, retail, industrial, and multifamily. We do a little bit of self-storage as well as mobile home parks, but that's really our core focus is on cash flow and commercial real estate. Okay, and this is throughout the country? Exactly. Okay, and your REIT currently contains about how many properties? We have six assets in the REIT currently. Okay, okay, and and, and, uh, they're cash flowing? Exactly. And you don't manage them, you hire a manager to do so? Well, our 
our uh, clients hire a manager to do so, or they self-manage. So what we're doing is we're placing investments into these opportunities. Uh, We're an asset manager, so we're not owning and operating these assets. We have uh, borrowers and sponsors who are real estate companies. They come to us looking for capital, and we have three different or four different product types. We can do bridge loans, which is in the senior debt position. We can do preferred equity and mezzanine, which is what we call sub-debt. Preferred equity and mezzanine are kind of the slice in between your senior loan and the equity. And we do JV equity. JV equity we've been doing primarily uh, through private placements on our platform. So the REIT has been focused on sub-debt. We do preferred equity, mezzanine. Those are two pieces of uh, capital that we originate and place into the REIT, and those are kicking off cash flow consistently, and that allows us to pay out uh, a distribution to our investors. Okay, so these four methods or means of, of generating cash or investing, are they all involved in the REIT? Uh, the REIT has senior debt. Uh, preferred equity and mezzanine. We tend to put fixed coupon investments into the REIT so that we can have consistency. This REIT, our first REIT, Mogul REIT 1, is a uh, income vehicle. So it is not intending to have appreciating equity, uh, which is a little bit higher on the risk profile because you're in first loss position, which means that you get uh, higher gains but also the potential uh, for, for greater losses. We're pu- uh, putting fixed coupon investments um, or variable with a floor rate investments into the REIT so that we can have consistency of cash flow and distributions. We're making monthly distributions or have been historically in the REIT to our investors. So it's really intended to be an income product. Okay. Are you focused more on the REIT or on your private placements? It's a great question. And I'd say there's really about a 50-50 in terms of focus. We do one to three uh, private placements these days on our platform. We usually have um, one or two DST 1031 opportunities. That's a Delaware statutory trust. Uh, That's for investors who are selling, um, usually selling an active uh, owned Uh, commercial real estate property and they want to exchange using uh, the tax code, the IRS tax code 1031, they can defer uh, paying tax on the gain by rolling the gains from a sale into a new investment opportunity. And a lot of people use what's called a Delaware statutory trust. Those opportunities allow you to roll from an active into a passive real estate investment. So we usually have a couple of those available on the site um, as well as some private placements. So we try and keep a good number of new investment opportunities on the site every month. Those investments are usually acquisitions, so they can't stay on the site for too long because as with real estate acquisitions, there's a finite amount of time for the sponsor to be able to acquire the asset. So it usually is 30 to 60 days, uh, no greater than that, that an investment opportunity is, is available at, at most. The REIT is available all the time. It's opened. It's a $50 million offering. Uh, So we're raising $50 million through what's called the Title IV of the Jobs Act. It's an A-plus REIT. They're calling them mini-IPOs, and it allows us to raise $50 million, and then once we hit that, we can raise subsequent amounts uh, thereafter uh, upon an additional filing with the SEC. But it's a public, non-traded REIT, meaning that it is filed with the SEC, we do have one uh, case that we file. Um, we are using Cone Resnick as our audited um, 
financials uh, for our audited financials, and it is uh, available to accreds as well as non-accreds. Okay, so as a non-traded read, it is illiquid then. Exactly. So it has a three-year kind of hold period uh, after a 12-month lockout. So no sales will occur in the first 12 month of ownership for an investor. In year two, Realty Mogul will repurchase up to 25% of outstanding shares per quarter uh, at a 2% discount on whatever the NAV is at that time. Uh, NAV is your net asset value. So whatever the share price is at that time, uh, we'll purchase at a 2% discount. And then in year three, at a 1% discount. And the reason for the discount, and I get this question a lot, so I'll, I'll preemptively share. The reason for that is because we want the capital to be uh, at work for our investors and for us to have the money out and in the market and deployed so that it's getting these nice returns that we can pay and and pass through to our investors, uh, we can't be sitting on a lot of cash. And so that's why uh, it's different than a public traded REIT in that hopefully you're getting some better returns, but you're giving up some liquidity in the meantime. So it's kind of the trade-off. The big difference between our public non-traded REIT and other public non-traded REITs in the marketplace is fees. And because we're an online marketplace and because we're a venture-backed company, we are not using the traditional methods of distribution. And because of that, our fees go from what FINRA quotes as a 10 to 15% Overall fee load, meaning 10 to 15 cents per dollar, are going towards fees. We are capped in our REIT at 3%. That is the maximum fees that we can charge. And that, in large part, is because we're going direct to investors through both the registered investment advisors, where we're approved on some of the custodian platforms, as well as direct to investors on our website. I remember one time uh, going to a presentation by an untraded REIT firm, and uh, the the CEO of the firm, she stood and she said, now remember, for every $100 that we raise, we can only invest 85 mm-hmm. because those uh, other $15 are for expenses. Yes. And I thought, well, boy, people complain about mutual fund fees. Mm-hmm. Here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is a... Uh it's a lot, I, for sure. And I don't know if all investors realized with the public non-traded REITs, what they love about the public non-traded REITs is the coupons. What they may not know is just how much of their dollar is being spent on fees. Yeah. So our 3% goes towards marketing, legal, accounting. There's some reasonable fees that are associated with a REIT, um, but perhaps not as much as $0.15 cents on the dollar. So what's the exit strategy on the non-traded REIT here? Uh, We are leaving it open-ended, and the purpose for that is that we want to be opportunistic with how we exit. So there's no stated, defined term. Uh, It's very important, having gone through some cycles, uh, you don't want to be in a position where you are forced to sell off or uh, require your uh, sponsors to sell off in a down market. So it is open Uh, without a stated end period. Uh, However, we do have in our offering um, circular some potential exits. We could sell to a publicly traded company. We could roll up our REITs. We could, um, if we do more than one, we could go and do a public offering. So there's, there's a multitude of ways that we could exit. We could allow the assets to just burn off. Um, Once they're paid off, we can return principal to investors, but there's no one stated exact exit. 
Okay. Uh, we need to take a short break here, Elizabeth. So uh, uh, we'll be right back. We're talking again with Elizabeth Brayman, Senior Managing Director at RealtyMogul.com out of West Los Angeles. I'm Charlie Wright. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Elizabeth Brayman, Senior Managing Director at RealtyMogul.com out of West Los Angeles. So tell us here, Elizabeth, in the world of real estate here in June 2017, many people feel that the markets are overbought. Okay. And so today, are you able to find good deals with all the money that you've been able to raise? Absolutely. There is always good real estate investments to be found. Um, We spend nearly a million dollars a year on data. And why that's so important is because we use this data to tell us what markets have room for, for growth. And as you know, there's a tremendous housing crisis in California. There's other areas of the country where there is uh, very low vacancies, and that's really pushing rents up. So there's a good number of markets in the country where multifamily is still doing very well. Um, There are um, a lot of office opportunities, but it's really very market-specific. And so we use the data that we have to determine whether or not we are making investments, first and foremost, with the right sponsors. Our real estate um, sponsors are all real estate companies that have tremendous amount of experience in their markets, um, as well as in the asset classes in which we're investing in. So We look first to uh, tremendous sponsorship, and then we look to the market, and we look to see whether particular asset class is doing well in the market and based on trends, whether it will continue to do well in the future. So, yep, there still are great opportunities out there. You just have to look a little harder for them. So why would you say those who invest in RealtyMogul.com? Okay. Why do they do so? It's a great question. The reason is very simple. It's access. So we provide access to pre-vetted real estate investment opportunities. And most real estate investors have had the opportunities um, to maybe invest in a local operator. Uh, We call them country club deals. Maybe they know a guy uh, who does apartment complexes. Um, But generally speaking, those investments are, are, are very local, so they're not getting a lot of geographic diversification, but they're also not getting the ability to go into many deals because the minimums on these deals, I think you referenced earlier, they've they've traditionally have been quite high. Uh, On our platform, we have uh, 
In our private placements, uh, fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollar minimums. In the REIT, it's a thousand dollar minimum, and that just allows for investors who previously had to put much bigger checks into real estate deals to put those smaller checks, and and that means that they get to diversify and put them across more deals, more asset classes, more markets, more sponsorship, really creating diversification. So our underwriting team, our head of credit, has been uh, in the industry over thirty years. Tremendous amount of experience going through cycles, and we underwrite each and every deal. We go and do site visits on each and every deal. So it's not just access to investment opportunities. It's access to underwritten, pre-vetted, reviewed, analyzed investment opportunities. You know, in real estate, uh, investors are always concerned about leverage because that's always where investors get into trouble with leverage. Do you pay all cash for these properties? Do you leverage them you know, you, you invest 90%. Uh, what, what, what do you do? Uh, well, the good news is real estate um, mortgages are very, very low. Uh, historically, the rates are, are tremendously low, and that allows uh, for uh, very accretive debt financing right now. So in the past where people got a little over their skis, there was, uh, and I think most people realize that prior to the downturn, the underwriting standards at banks and traditional lending shops was out of control. They were trying to put out capital to the exclusion of good, prudent underwriting standards. We haven't seen that in in recent years. The um, discipline that came to lending uh, after the downturn has really maintained and remained. And you see that debt that is put onto these investments, and, and we cap out at uh, senior debt is 70 to 75 percent, uh, maybe 80 percent of cost, but really it's in the 70s. Um, you can put mezzanine and preferred equity to 80 or 85, but that's if it's supported by the cash flow of the tenants. So you really do need to have some cushion there uh, that allows for putting that additional leverage on. But we're seeing that there's some prudent underwriting standards that have been adhered to. Um, You don't see the crazy heyday uh, prior to the downturn has has just not returned. Okay. And um, how is business? Business has been great. We are having no shortage of investment opportunities. Uh, We see um, hundreds of deals a month, and we only select uh, a few to make available to our uh, investors because we want to cream skim, give them the best of the best, and and we see a lot of deals. Uh, We say no to uh, well more than we say yes to, and the ones that we do say yes to have gone through a very thorough underwriting and vetting process before they make it to the RealtyMogul.com website and platform. So you have a, a, a different methodology for bringing in investors. You have this website. People register on the website. There are tens of thousands that are registered. Over 100,000. Over 100,000 exactly. that are registered there. Exactly. And then how does it work from there? Once they, And they register for free, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. and then how does it work for there? Right. So the investors who come to our platform, uh, they create an account with a username and email address. And once they've created an account, then uh, depending on whether or not they're an accredited investor or not, uh, that really determines what investment opportunities they get to see. If they are an accredited investor, they have to go through a questionnaire to, to basically qualify them to see the private placements. Um, but the investment opportunities are 
are right there on the website. Once you've registered, you can see them. Um, we put all of our underwriting, so it's something that our platform is able to offer is full transparency of these investment opportunities, giving the investors the opportunity to really dig in and see um, everything uh, about that opportunity and and how we view it. And as well, we have registered representatives that will call upon investors and answer any questions that they may have and help get them comfortable because we really want to make sure that the investment opportunities are right for that individual investor and that they understand all the risk factors associated. This is real estate. So many of these investments are on the private placement side, highly liquid, um, a little more liquid on the REIT side, but still not publicly traded. So we have to make sure everyone really understands that. Okay. And uh, do you work strictly with investors or do you also work with investment advisors? We do work with investment advisors. Uh, Earlier this year, we launched that program and we have been uh, working through getting ourselves approved on some of the custodian platforms and that's going well. Um, But yes, we um, absolutely have registered advisors investing on behalf of their clients on their platform today. Okay. And you guys pursue that opportunity with investment advisors? We sure do. Okay. So uh, give us uh, contact information for those who would like to know more. Absolutely. I can be reached at Liz at RealtyMogul.com. That's my easy email address, L-I-Z at RealtyMogul.com. It's also Elizabeth period Brayman at RealtyMogul.com, but that's a little longer. And then my telephone number is 310-907-7134. And uh, you can find us online at RealtyMogul.com. So hopefully you'll stop by and and take a look and and give me a call. I'd love to chat with you. So let us throw a couple of personal questions at you here, Elizabeth. Okay. Question number one we have not talked about before. So this is a a surprise for you. Okay. You, uh, You have a law degree from George Washington University and an MBA from George Washington University. Why are you doing this with RealtyMogul.com? I love it. No, it's this is this is a ton of fun. This is really uh, transforming an industry. We're so proud uh, to be able to offer. Uh, investment opportunities to everyday investors, something that in the past they really just haven't had access to. Um, And we're building a company. I was employee number six. We're over 70 now. Um, We've been growing fast and furious over the last few years. And it's just, it's an exciting time uh, to be in real estate investing uh, just with all of the advancements that technology has been able to bring. Um, We are a tech forward company, tech enabled. Uh, We have over 30 developers and technologists um, with the company, and we're just really proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far and what we'll continue to accomplish. It's it's transformative. Hey, well, great answer. Appreciate that. And, and you just had to come up with that on the spot I here. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thanks. Question number two, what keeps you awake at night? Well, goodness, I think uh, we are in a period of tremendous uncertainty when it comes to the market. Um, Everything has just been going up, up, up uh, for so long. It's, um, you know, we all are questioning and guessing at what the correction will be because we assume and we know that what goes up must come down or what must goes up quickly must slow down. Uh, So I think it's, it's the uncertainty of what is going to be that trigger event um, and and how impactful that trigger event will be. We know that interest rates are rising and that's definitely had an impact on real estate returns. Um, but 
uh, I think that just I, I, what keeps me up at night is what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Always a challenge. And question number two, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? I really liked the, the Tony Robbins book, uh, Money Master the Game. It's, it's, it's a really big book. Uh, it's a 600-pager, but it was um, it, he interviewed some of the um, biggest names in advising, um, Ray Dalio of Bridgewater, Jack Bogle, of CEO of Vanguard. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways for me is um, something that I think we see in at realtymogul.com is just how impactful fees are um, to the investors' hard-earned dollars. And what that does to returns is just so significant um, that it makes me even more proud of the work that we're doing at Realty Mogul. Okay, so give us final words for our listeners here, Elizabeth. Uh, we absolutely look forward to the opportunity to work with you, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll uh, take a look online at realtymogul.com and, and give us a call with any questions. Um, it's an exciting time to be investing in real estate online. Elizabeth, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming in and joining us today. Thank you, Charlie. Again, we've been talking with Elizabeth Brayman, Senior Managing Director at RealtyMogul.com out of West L.A. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. And you're welcome to contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our previous interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. This is Charlie Wright offering you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 